Welcome back to Stash Talk. For this week's episode, we have a really special uh, guest on here with us. Um, we have my former roommate. Um, he decided to move out, um, but we also have Ben's little brother, um, Zach Joyce, on here. It's good to have you on here, Zach. Wow, you, you'd have to say that, but thanks thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, so, actually, Zach is older. Um, no. but, nah, I was just kidding with you. He is smaller, though, than Ben. Okay, I mean, um, yeah, I can't really argue with that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good to have you on here, Zach. So, um, first off, just tell us a little about your family. Uh, we had Ben on here earlier, but um, just you know, tell us your side of the family. Yeah, so... Um, my dad's name is AJ. My mom's name is Joni. Uh, they're both from right outside of Pittsburgh, so we're big Pittsburgh fans, just like Xander. Um, I was born in Knoxville, actually born at UT Medical Center, and then we lived in New York for a year, in Maryland for five or six years, and then been back in Knoxville ever since. And obviously, I have an identical twin brother, Ben Joyce, uh, throws pretty hard. And uh, so we're form. He's actually four minutes older than me, so uh, pretty close in age. But yeah, so that's our whole family. And then we got two dogs: a golden retriever named Roxy and a brown lab named Lucy. But that's that's the whole fam. Um, I'll mention this. Um, ben made his uh, first spring training appearance um, on Sunday, the same day that Zach threw um, for the Volunteers. That uh, one inning, two strikeouts, and a broken bat fly out. So that's pretty good. It's pretty good to see both of them throw on the same day. Yeah, we actually um, threw the same inning too. We both threw the seventh inning. Someone tweeted that. I saw that was pretty cool too. That is awesome. So Zach, <laughs> tell us, do you have a girlfriend? I do actually. We've been dating for it's just been three years. I think like a week ago. So her name's Claire. That's awesome. That's awesome. And she does go to Tennessee. Oh, she did. She graduated. She does developmental therapy in Knoxville. Yes. Um, so uh, you mentioned you moved around um, when you were growing up, but um, what high school did you go to and tell us about your high school career? Yeah, so I went to uh, Farragut High School, which is in West Knoxville. Um, going into high school, me and Ben were probably the smallest kids in our class by far. I think I was 90 pounds, maybe soaking wet, probably not even. I think I hit 63 miles an hour freshman year in tryouts. So, uh our coach said the only reason we made the team was because he couldn't get us away from the field. And so basically freshman through junior year, I didn't throw a single inning. I hit on JV my freshman year. I think my batting average was like 27. Like literally like I was <laughs> one, one, one for 27. So I, I became a PO pretty early, even though I couldn't even pitch. I think I was just a PO out of sympathy, so they'd have to watch me hit anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, so then junior year, I actually started opening day. And then my second start, I fractured my growth plate in my elbow. So I didn't play junior year either. And then senior year was me and Ben's kind of first year we ever really played in high school. So we would kind of alternate closing games, actually. We would just kind of go back and forth. And we close every pretty much every big game. We would alternate closing. And so kind of being a late bloomer, we had no offers. The only offer both of us had was Walter State Community College. So not too much of a crazy high school career, but... It definitely, definitely learned a lot from it. So do you happen to remember your first baseball memory? Um, and you can, this could be with you and Ben or just, or just by yourself. Yeah. Uh, one I can think of actually right off the top of my head was we had like a coach pitch league. It was 
right after we moved to Knoxville. And um, our team was actually the worst team in the whole league. We had like one win the whole year, but there was an all-star team. And so we could only have one player and I made the team and Ben didn't. So that was like a big thing, like a huge problem. And uh, so Adam Lowe's dad, actually, I think you guys had him on. Didn't You guys had Adam on, right? On yeah. Podcast. Yeah, his dad was actually our coach for the All-Star team. And it was a coach pitch All-Star, like, weekend thing. It was, we played, like, other leagues, and I struck out every single at-bat in co- in a coach pitch weekend. So, <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of that, but that, that's my – obviously, after these stories, you can tell I was not a very good hitter. But um, – <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the first thing I can remember for some reason. I think I was like six. So, so I'm gonna ask this: Is your hitting any better? Uh, no, I, I, no, yeah, no. I was gonna try to say something, but no, it's not. <laughs> okay. If I get a hold of one, it'll go pretty far though. But that that's like one in every probably like two hundred, maybe. But so, tell us maybe: um, Did you grow up playing travel baseball, and maybe the teams that you played for yeah so like I said we were kind of like obviously not the greatest players growing up so we played for a lot of just kind of local teams um we played for one year we played for like Diamond Baseball Academy which I'm sure you heard of was like the the academy in Knoxville and then we played for a team called the Tennessee Mavericks basically from 13 till 18 U, and it's just a bunch of guys from Oak Ridge, Bearden just a bunch of local guys we've known them for a long time actually went to elementary school with almost all of them so we were a pretty close team, and we'd actually do really good in all the local tournaments. But after senior year, we played with uh, exposure and cross hit, and that was kind of the first time we ever did like those perfect game, late point stuff like that. So really, only had one season of kind of major travel ball, but it was more just local stuff growing up. All right, so we um, everybody has a recruiting story. Tell us a little bit, elaborate a little more how you ended up at Walter State. You said that was the only place, so that kind of made a choice fairly easy. Uh, but, you know, how'd you end up at UT? And so I reckon the question people have asked me since we did Ben, because we didn't ask this, Curb, was it two individuals or was it kind of a joint deal? Uh, honestly, it was kind of a mix of both. So. The big guy, the coach E, obviously is the recruiting coordinator, but he was kind of the big guy in our recruitment, and um, they that was a big thing they wanted to make like kind of known was that they weren't just recruiting us as a package; they wanted both of us as individual players. So that honestly helped a lot, kind of in the recruitment, because I mean we weren't really used to it coming out of high school. There was literally, like I said, no offers, and then coming out of Walter State, there was kind of a a lot of people just coming at you. So. Um, that that kind of that kind of did help a lot. They made it more of a separate thing. Obviously, we went on visits at the same time. It wouldn't really make sense if we took two separate visits. But uh, yeah, no, they they made that a a big thing that they wanted both of us, and they didn't want it just as a package. They they thought we were different players, different pitchers. So that actually did help a lot. Okay. And both of you ended up getting hurt about the same time, or talk through that a little bit. Yeah, so sophomore year in junior college is kind of like in the fall is when you get recruited. We do like a big showcase at Lipscomb. You play like a bunch of different junior college teams and stuff. So recruiting starts in September and kind of like it kind of just floodgates open. People just start texting you, calling you. And um, 
so it was on our birthday. So it was like September 17th. Tennessee offered both of us and literally like we had a visit scheduled for a couple other schools like the next week. And we we're like, we just want to like, obviously been born and raised in Tennessee committed right away. And it was, I think two weeks after that, I was throwing at Smoky stadium in the bullpen, warming up to go in the game and just popped tore my UCL. So that was fall of sophomore year and got, uh, did kept throwing, just thought, I could throw through it for some reason, which doesn't really make sense. We didn't even have a trainer at Walter State, so just kind of went for it. I couldn't even barely throw a ball 60 feet. But uh, went in January, finally went and got surgery. So that was January of my sophomore year. And then Ben got hurt, I guess it was, right when we got to Tennessee. So it was like August of our junior year. So we were probably like – I thought it was September. September, yeah. So he, Yeah, we were – It was his first yep. throwing live. And it was the second inning he came out, and he said it just you could he could just feel it pop. So pretty similar kind of like why we were throwing, but it was about seven months apart. So did you grow up a UT fan? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I remember we would go to when we moved back, we would go to Tennessee baseball games, and it was like two dollars to get in, and there'd be like fifteen <laughs> people there for like a for like a hey, series. Tomorrow's two dollar Tuesday. Yeah, but it was for like SEC series. So there would be like fifteen <laughs> people there. And I mean it's just it, and we'd go to like one football game a year where we'd go to like the worst game and we'd still probably lose. It was like against like Georgia State and we'd lose or something. But it's it is pretty crazy to see how different it is now compared to what it was then. So what is what is what do you get for two dollars? Because I know that's not admission because it's sold out. I don't even think you can get a hot dog for two dollars now. Uh, oh, you can't tomorrow, like Kirby said. Yeah, I think I think on Tuesdays, you get like a hot dog, popcorn, uh, uh, soda. Yes, seems like they did that because you you can get one of each for two dollars. I think it's popcorn yeah. drink, but the drink's not their regular drink. They say like a tiny it's one. a little, it's a small one, <laughs> and yeah. um, then popcorn, and it's not the. Yeah, I, I sat next to Griffin's daddy the other day, and he got, like, the new popcorn tubs. Yeah. And I think it was, like, 17 bucks. So I'll say they're huge. <laughs> the lot. popcorn has yeah. no yeah, but flavor It's to it. huge, but he's like, does this come with refills or something? <laughs> $17 <laughs> should be, like, a family meal or something like that. So, yeah, but we jokingly told him, no, it's $2 for the popcorn. It's 9 or I think it was 11 It's $2 for the popcorn. It's $9 for the trash can that the popcorn came in. So, <laughs> so what's it like uh, playing for Coach V, Coach A, Coach E? Yeah, I mean, Coach V, obviously, kind of a he's – a, he's, he's a kind of one-of-a-kind guy, which I'm sure a lot, most people know that. He, he – pretty outgoing, energetic. He's, he's not like any coach I've ever played for, and I've played for some pretty good coaches. Um, but he's, he's he does all that stuff, but you know, like, deep down, he really cares about you as a player and as a person. You know, whenever I – I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but when I stepped away, he was the most supportive guy out of – I mean, him and Coach A out of anyone, even, like, as much as my family. So they really do care about you as people. And Coach Elander, like I said, was big in my recruitment. He was the guy that we were kind of talking to and he would come watch us play um, at Walter State and stuff. So he's he's one of the hardest working coaches I've ever seen. They all are, but he's just a great guy. He brings his family around. I know his daughter really likes Kirby, 
they're all he's always carrying her around the field after games and stuff. And Coach Anderson too, he's obviously one of the best pitching coaches ever, but one of the best guys I've ever met. Just kind of we'll have conversations in the bullpen, not even about baseball. It seems like it's basically never about baseball. He's just a really good guy and he's I mean it's they're coaches that really care about you, but also some of the hardest working coaches in the country. And Coach A is really working toward catching you, Kirby, on Stash Talk. Um, and his has only been out for a little while, but I think he is, um, yeah, he's number three now wow. on most listens, and it's only been out for three weeks. Hey, he's competitive. So, I'm sure he, he wants to be number one. Well, Zane, Zane's, well, Kirby's number one. Zane's number two. And Coach A is like ten behind him. So, and Zane's was back. Zane's was episode fifteen. Uh, Coach A was episode twenty-four. So, I'll need to listen to that one. I, I want to hear what he talks about on the podcast. He, he did a really honest, just conversation. Yeah. So, before I get to my next question, let me back up a little bit. So, any clue from either one of you? I know like each player kind of was recruited by somebody different. I don't know that coach a really recruits anybody. He may go see a picture. He does. So now I'm kind of going off what you're trying to say is coach a, um, does the Juco now. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. so I, but, and then, so like Ben and Zach were recruited more by coach E, um, but that was their first year getting into it. Um, that's when Coach A was recruiting. Um, like Coach A was that kind of there to watch me and stuff. They have flip flopped now. Okay. Um, so Coach A will go. Um, he'll go do JUCO stuff in the fall, um, just because of. Well, he don't want to do the two o'clock in the morning stuff anymore. <laughs> well, and yeah, and it's because he, like I say, if he wants to travel all the way out to California to watch a Juco, it's a little different than Coach E having to travel all the way out to California and leaving uh, Brittany and, and AJ and um, well, now that Brittany is pregnant. But, um, but you know, he has, like, Coach A, he's in Knoxville by himself. You know, sometimes his wife will come up or his daughter or his son. But, you know, he's he's here for baseball, and then he'll travel out and go back and forth. So mm-hmm. it's a lot easier for him to go instead of Coach E. So, so I'm saying it like that. Any any rhyme reason whether Coach V recruits somebody or Coach E recruits somebody? Any clue? I honestly don't. I think Kirby would know more than me. Uh, I think it's more like um, how they got word of him. Hmm. Um, but, I mean, you could ask Elander. If you have a conversation with Elander and Bonfield, I mean, they know exactly who they're recruiting, where he's from, What's his family like? Everything like that, and they could call him up in a heartbeat right now. Um, but no, it's I don't know. I don't really know who specifically. Um, I know I know Bonfield and, and Richard um, do the camps here. Um, they're they're more of staying in Knoxville, um, but Elander A and B um, go out and you know recruit. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because as we've gone through this. You know, like, I don't know that. Had you ever met Coach E before you actually committed, Kerb? Or um, Coach, v was, Coach V was the only one that I'd ever talked to. 
I mean, other yeah, than we, we met Coach A, and he came and watched one ball game. And has I remember seeing. I remember. I remember seeing Coach E in Jupiter. Okay, uh, but that was. I was only in Jupiter for like seven hours. Yeah, I remember we we drove down, stayed the night, flew or pitched at like eleven o'clock, and drove back home after, Jeez. and that's when I saw him. I'm sure, like stuff oh. like that though, they're just all there too. Like Jupiter, they're probably just all watching different guys, like big stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know that Coach A is going to Jupiter. Yeah, probably not Coach. A. <laughs> he hates it. He hates it. Yeah. He despises going to Jupiter. Yeah, not Coach A actually. <laughs> I honestly, I, I, I think, I think it was last year um, when he went to Kevin's to watch um, the dude. Yeah, that's going to Mississippi State. I think that was the week of Jupiter. He said he wasn't going. He said he's going to make a, a round trip somewhere else. Yeah. I think, honestly, he calls in sick. I'm sure. <laughs> so, after we ask everybody about the coaches, we close this one out with one other question. Were you ready for Q when you got to UT? Actually, I'm going to say yeah. I think I was. So, at Walter State, we Great. had um, – it was called tennis courts and it would be Tuesday and Thursday would just be basically two hours of running like abs, stuff like that. And that's worse than anything I've ever done. And I think with Q, I got kind of on his good side really quick because it was during COVID and it was just me, Ben and him lifting. So we got like four weeks of just lifting with Q on our own. So that definitely helped a lot, but I've seen some just in the couple of years, I've seen some horror stories with Q. So I know a lot of people aren't definitely are not ready for it, but. I actually think I can say that I was. So you and Ben are the only ones out of 25, 24, whatever, that we've interviewed that have said, yes, I was ready for a cue. And in fact, most others at some point have said, we've heard it multiple times, I think Ben and Zach were the only ones ready for a cue. Yeah. No, yeah. And also uh, Adam Lowe helped us a lot too. He would kind of give us the inside scoop on stuff like the plank warm-up. Like, we already knew about that, too. So, I was just doing the plank warm-up every day for, like, six months leading up to going into Tennessee. So, yeah, we, we kind of got the inside scoop, and that helped a lot, too. J. Rawls Painting and Drywall of the Tri-Cities. For all of your painting and drywall projects in Bristol, Kingsport, Johnson City, and Southwest Virginia. They are licensed, bonded, and insured in Tennessee and Virginia. Contact Jay Rawls for your residential and commercial drywall and painting needs. Call them at 423-777-7677. Don't forget to tell them you heard it on Stash Talk. Tell them Kirby sent you. Um, so now we're going to talk a little bit about school. Um, I think Zach has the easiest schedule I think a person could ever have um, in the spring. Zach is taking a class. We're in the same class. Mm. We meet seven times out of the year, and you only have to have six hours of community service. Yep. That's the only class. That's the that's the only thing we got to do in class. Yep. So um, tell us tell us what your major is. Um, and, and what do you want to do with that? And where do you see yourself in the next five, 10 years yeah. if you're not playing baseball? Yeah. So my major is supply chain management. Um, like Kirby said, I have one hour right now and that's actually my last hour for my degree. So I'll graduate in May. 
Um, but I, so last year I actually did an internship with a government contracting company and I was doing procurement and I was working with like, literally working with like NASA, like stuff like that, people building missiles, stuff like this. So it was, it was pretty cool. So that's kind of something I want to look into was procurement and even something like that company I worked for was SAIC and they have a office out in Oak Ridge. So it's stuff, there's honestly so many different things you can do with supply chain, but that's one of the things that I've got kind of firsthand experience with, which was actually pretty cool. Um, so, so what do you, where do you see yourself for the next five, 10 years? You see yourself working, um, going back to maybe picking up where you were with your internship. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that was definitely, honestly, a good thing with that too, is a lot of companies like that are all remote too, which is pretty nice. You can basically do that anywhere you want, but I mean, I think I think that's something that I would enjoy doing, and it's a lot more of like relationships with people compared to just kind of busy work and stuff like that, which is something that I think I'd like more. And kind of like what my dad does, he does uh, insurance sales, and then the big thing that he he just basically says he's good at talking to people. And I'm I'm not as good as him; he could talk to a brick wall. But I I uh, I do like that kind of aspect of things compared to you know, maybe like, I mean, some people like doing stuff on computers and stuff like that. I like that aspect of things more than anything. So I'd want to get into something like that for sure. So when you look at, when you look at this team, um, that we got, and I mean, by the time this comes out, um, everybody will already know that V and, and Mau Mau are, uh, back full force with us. Um, so what, what do you see your, or do you see our expectations for this team in 2022 or 2023? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously the beginning of the year, you know, losing two games, people act like we lost the World Series or something or the world's about to end. But, um, I mean, that's those are games obviously playing two really good teams, basically home games for them. Our very first game of the year with eight of nine new starters basically in the lineup. So, I think that's things where you really can learn a lot from it. And we got to play an environment like Grand Canyon really early in the year. And it's just, like I said, it's just a lot of new guys kind of gelling together. And now obviously Maui's coming back, which is another new guy that we haven't played with yet. So I think the, this part of the year for us is more just like a building process. And you like Coach E and them always say, is kind of just stacking wins, stacking small victories. So, I mean, we obviously have some of the best pitching we have, it's kind of hard to even get an opportunity to pitch. So uh, some of the best pitching and obviously in, incredible hitters, incredible coaches. I think once it all comes together, it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. So where do you see your role? Uh, I mean, like I said, it's we have an incredible pitching staff, obviously three, three basically first-team All-Americans as our starting rotation. So, I mean, the big thing for me is just kind of taking every opportunity I can get, but uh, I mean, I guess it seems like now kind of a middle reliever, obviously, as a right-hander. We have a lot more right-handers than left-handers, actually, this year. So kind of middle relief right-hander, but kind of whatever that role can – I mean, I, I literally threw zero innings last year, so kind of whatever I can do to build on what I've done so far. So I, it's honestly kind of hard to tell at this point. And, and I think that's a probably legitimate truth for both of you. I mean, I, I think it's going to be – as I've nicely said, there will be probably the the fielding has. I mean, it still will be have to be tinkered with, um, especially um, 
trying to figure out what you do in the outfield between who can catch, who can throw, who can run, who can bat, who can you afford to put in the lineup because of their defense, and who can you, you know, but their hitting is really good or vice versa. And But pitching, um, I don't know that anybody's – I was looking at it earlier, and obviously we're not going to name names, but – I don't know that anybody's pitched themselves out of it yet, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, because you're, it's really interesting right now. Um, you only have four guys who have given up an earned run, and um, two of those are your Friday and Saturday guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like like Zach said, it's hard to throw. Um, when our Friday and our Saturday guy both go 5.2 innings and have 12 Ks. Yeah. Um, well, the Saturday guy ended up going 6.1. Um, but it also doesn't help when your Sunday guy goes 5.1. And, I mean, it's really hard because, like, we all get sent down to the pit. I know at one point on Saturday there was, like, seven of us down there. There was two innings to go, and you're thinking, all right. Yeah. All right, Zach, you get one pitch. I get one pitch. <laughs> Xander, you get one pitch. I'll see if we can strike him out. And that wasn't far from reality. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but I think, you know, I mean, you guys have been around it enough to know at some point somebody, somebody will pitch themselves out of it um, and because that's just reality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, probably it'll be two or three guys that'll pitch themselves down to very limited innings and then others will step up and you know it's really people keep asking me right now and i'm like you know yeah you're playing five games a week but uh, there's still very limited innings when you really break it down and especially on the weekends when you're when your starters are going like they're going so Mm -hmm. And like last week, we had the run rule in the midweek games, which didn't help a lot too. That took out basically four innings. So it's yeah, I mean it's it's obviously kind of a blessing for our team, but it's also as a pitcher, like obviously you want to pitch. So it's, I mean it's just it's just different for sure. Avalon Country Club in the North City is a warm and welcoming setting with 166 acres settled at the foot of the Smoky Mountains. Avalon offers top-notch amenities for all your family's needs. You won't find nicer greens anywhere. Please call us today to find out how you can become a part of the Avalon family. Tell them you heard it on Stash Talk. So, when you think about all the years that you've been here, um, what what would you say your greatest non-baseball moment so far at UT was? Uh, I mean non-baseball for me but honestly last year just being able to watch kind of without like that pressure of obviously playing which I wanted to play obviously which is why I came back but that you know being able to watch you know Ben throw and like obviously I knew all you guys that I roomed with and you know I knew like Dickie pretty well and a lot of those guys so it was honestly just pretty cool to see like like I said to the environment how much it's changed since from when I was younger going to games to how supportive everyone was and being able to watch, obviously, my twin brother throw 
uh, at Tennessee, which I know he'd worked so hard for. That was that was probably one of the coolest things that's happened to me in a long time. All right, so what is uh, – okay, you can't answer this question as an identical twin, um, but what is something fans would not know about you? Um, huh. That was a hard one. I was just I always just go to identical twins. It's such an easy one to say. No, I don't know. I'm not saying. I'm saying. I'm not saying. Uh, Is it that I bench more than you? No, it's definitely not. (laughs) Um, that's a hard one. I just can't think of anything. I feel like people know too much about me already. That you drink more rains or bangs than anybody in the locker room. I'm definitely addicted to caffeine. I hope Coach V does not hear that or Q. (laughs) I'm definitely addicted to caffeine. <laughs> Maybe you right. can that out if Coach B listens to this. <laughs> I I don't know that right now. I think you're pretty safe, Zach. All right. I don't know that Coach B is is listening to Stash Talk unless somebody else hears it and throws a bug in his <laughs> ear. But I think you're pretty safe. I think he's got his hands full. Yeah. Right right now. Um, so yeah. No. So what do you what do you do in your free time? Uh, my free time, um, I mean, being in dumbbells. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've always really liked working out, honestly. So that's a big thing. Even when I wasn't playing, is I, I really liked like kind of like fitness and working out. But um, you know, in the summer, my best friend growing up lives on the lake, so we'll be out there basically every day if we can. And uh, I mean, I'm really into sports, working out, like like watching sports. Uh, yeah, I mean, right now it's kind of hard to get free time, but whenever I do have free time, it's usually trying to get something, you know, kind of take my mind off things, whether that be working out or, like I said, going to the lake, stuff like that. So, of all the people that you may have faced, um, maybe at Walters or, um, at Farragut or here, um, who would you say is the toughest competitor? Uh, toughest competitor for me in just terms of the worst i've ever pitched to is definitely dicky he's two for two with two home runs off of me so not not the best track record against him um but i mean like especially at tennessee like throwing in your squads i hadn't thrown in a game in four years and then you're throwing my first batters were zane griffin and burke so it's kind of like a a rude awakening there but uh, I I have to go with Dickey for sure. I think I threw one of the best cutters I've ever thrown in my life, and he hit it like 109 off the bat, off the scoreboard. So that was pretty tough. I think the toughest competitor. Uh, this is my point of view. Um, the toughest competitor to ever face the Joyce brothers is oh, no. Austin Jazlove. Yeah, I knew he has that. yet to get out. No, I struck him out even twice. against Ben. I struck him out twice. Okay. He is like eight for ten. Yeah, with like eight home runs. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Apex Mechanical of Johnson City, Tennessee, a local business supporting local athletes. Apex is a state licensed mechanical contractor specializing in residential new construction. Contact Apex Mechanical for your plumbing, gas, and electrical needs. You can contact them at 423-791-3041. Tell them Kirby sent you.
kind of get a little off topic here, but um, what would you say is your dream car? Oh, my dream. I, you know, I'm not like, I don't know a ton about cars, honestly, but one of my favorite cars ever is a, uh, a Corvette, but I don't even know if I'd fit in one, honestly, because I saw, I saw this thing where it's like you, you basically, when you're sitting in it, you can't even see out the window because it's so small. But I've just like always been fascinated by like Corvettes for some reason. Like this, like the new uh, ones that go really fast. And I would definitely get like eating tickets and stuff, but. Uh, what what do you drive right now? I drive a Nissan Altima, so a little bit different than Corvette. 2008, maybe? I don't, I don't even know, honestly. 2010, Nissan Altima. Does it have a name? It does not, actually. So it was actually my mom's car, and then it was Ben's car, and now it's my car. So it's kind of been handed down to me. All right. Yeah. So um, when you think about all the Christmases and birthdays, um in your 22 years of life what would you say the best gift you've ever received uh best gift i've ever received was it was like right after our birthday i guess it was two years ago now we got a golden retriever puppy and that was the best present i've ever got i just love animals so that was definitely the best present i've ever gotten and uh it was kind of nice too because we I, we were living with you still and my parents got it, so we didn't have to take care of it. We just go home and see it, hang out with it, and then they'd have to do all the dirty work. So it's kind of just like the perfect present, honestly. You dirty dog. Yeah. yeah. So you you, got you guys are weird <laughs> as a whole when it comes to baseball players. Yeah. Um, what superstitions do you have before games? During games, while you're pitching, whatever. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, honestly, is I don't. I try not to get like too superstitious, but I know before every game since freshman year of college, I've drank an energy drink before, which, like I said, I'm definitely addicted to caffeine. Um, and then so before every pitch, I, uh kind of like fix my belt which my I didn't even notice I did it but my parents told me it's kind of just like I guess just like a habit even when I stopped playing and came back I fixed my belt like after and before every pitch and um, I always wipe even if I'm throwing on turf mound I'll wipe the mound with my cleat or shoe so I do that before every pitch too so it's it's kind of just like I try not to do like two superstitious like I have to do the same routine every time or something like that but it's just kind of little things like that that I've just always done and then at Walter State I didn't wash my socks almost the entire year because I was throwing really well. So I thought if I washed my socks, I thought if I washed my socks, I would stop throwing good. So no, no, no. Listen, don't let that one right there talk any smack because he's got an orange hat that's working on a brown. Oh, I know, I know, I've seen it. It's yeah. You can't you can't tell me I'm dirty, and I live with you too. You can't even tell me that. <laughs> my room's clean. Oh, yeah, your room actually was really clean. Um, he, cl- he cleaned it or Caden cleaned it? I think I think no, Kirby I cleaned it, actually. I think Kirby did. So I think you and Ben used this little twin power thing. Mm-hmm. Both of y'all, I've, I, when you were talking about the belt thing, I noticed both of y'all do it. Yeah. Right before or after a pitch, you fix your belt. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've always done it. I don't even, like, think about doing it. It's just, like, a thing. 
and my mom actually pointed that out too because we were uh watching videos from like whenever he threw the other day and he did it and she's like she said that she noticed that too last year he did it after every pitch and then i've just always done that too so it's that is pretty weird that we kind of both do that i don't i don't even know i don't think he knows he does it either but it's kind of weird i guess we are twins i hope so yeah maybe Better Mattress is a Knoxville business. They personally design and work with local manufacturers to handcraft their Better Mattress line. These products are only offered in Better Mattress stores. Whether you're a D1 athlete or just needing a good night's rest for a full day tomorrow, sleep worry-free with our 120-night Better Protection Plan. Ask us for details when it's time to complete your purchase. See Better Mattress, multiple locations around Knoxville, Tell them Kirby sent you. A good night just got better. All right, so in the middle, we're gonna we're gonna speed things up real quick. Um, we're gonna do called speed round. All right. Okay, I'm gonna give you a question. You're gonna answer with the best thing that comes off the top of your head. All right, you ready? Please, I'm just gonna warn you. I'm not a fast thinker. What? I'll I'll try. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right favorite food. Uh. Hamburgers. Favorite color? Orange. Candy. I don't really eat candy. <laughs> um, I like Sour Patch Kids. Uh, favorite non-baseball player athlete? Um, Michael Jordan. What's your favorite song? Probably something by Morgan Wallen, honestly. I can't think of a particular one. Who would you say the funniest teammate is? Probably Dickie, but sometimes it's a little bit too weird. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Coke. Okay. Cake or pie? Cake. I'm not actually not a big pie guy. All right. For this one, you can't answer Halverson or Sean Scott. Right. Um, who's the best hitting pitcher? Uh... Probably you. Hey, yeah. good. All right, who has the strongest arm from a fielder? Honestly, up there, I'm going to have to go with Jazzy. He has a really good arm. He's definitely up there. All right. All right. We've heard him quite a few times. Really? Yeah, him, Jazzy, or KT. KT actually has a really good arm. Um, yeah. KT has, KT right, has come so, up multiple times. Yeah. So what is your favorite baseball movie and why? Favorite baseball movie is definitely Benchwarmers. <laughs> because um, I, I just remember the first time I watched it was in uh, Cooperstown with like our 12U team. And I just thought it was literally the funniest movie I've ever seen. And I just, I just think it's really funny and I think it, I don't know, I've just always, I think, I usually, I used to go to it as, like, a feel-good movie, you know, just, like, make me laugh. So, I think that's probably my favorite one. All right. What is your walk-up song? Uh, Mr. Carter by Lil Wayne. All right. You got to sing it. No, I'm not singing it. Why? I I can't even think of how it goes right now. Unbelievable. I just picked it last minute, too, because I couldn't think of anything. What's your walk-up song? I can't even remember Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Can you sing that for us? Yes. 
saddle up my horse and I'll ride into the city. No, I will say though, and we were throwing in the bullpen the other day when like all seven of us were down there, and Kirby was getting chants from the little kids. I've never seen anything like it before. It was it was awesome. They're like, let's go, Kirby, just the entire time. This is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. For like the entire time he's throwing a bullpen. Hey. <laughs> All right, so who would you say is your biggest influencer or maybe supporter um, in becoming a baseball player? Uh, I'm going to have to go with my dad, which is kind of like a cliche answer, I guess. But he, like, since we were literally like we could throw a baseball, it was just me, Ben, and him were just basically throwing baseballs, go doing something outside the entire day. And he was big on getting us into some kind of sport. But we would literally play, like, we called it perfect game. It's basically like 27 ounce what we do at practice, but – it was just us two, and we would do that all day. And then we got to the point where we'd throw like fake bullpens in the front yard, and and he literally will still throw with us today. Like he he threw with Ben a couple weeks ago. If we ask him, he he's it's basically he's just trying not to get killed. But it's like he's he said he's like he's like a hockey goalie. He just tries to knock it down, and then but no, he's he's he what he didn't even really play baseball. He played like little league and stuff. But he was definitely the biggest supporter and like the biggest aspect and. Both, probably both of our baseball careers. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I will not throw with Kirby anymore because everything moves. Yeah, and he thinks it's funny. And no, so. no. Yeah, I, I remember whenever I was coming back, I couldn't find anyone to throw with, and I would throw with him. And like it was the first time I started throwing like sliders again and stuff. And I we were at uh, West High School, and I just hit him straight in the chest with the slider, and I like I it was it was pretty scary. Cause he like fell down. I was like, oh my god! He, then he started laughing. He's he's he played hockey and stuff growing up, so he's he's pretty tough. But I I honestly thought I hurt him pretty bad. But he just he'll just laugh about it and then keep throwing. Chinook seeds makes you say, "Whoa, those just might be the best seeds ever." Order Chinook seeds by using the promo code Curbstone thirty five. You can build your own package today. You can design your own 12-pack, 36-pack, seeds-flavor variety large package, or just get a sampler pack of each type of seeds they offer. They have original, cinnamon toast, dill pickle, hatch chili, jalapeno ranch, smokehouse barbecue, and parmesan and pepper. Best seeds ever. Order your Chinook seeds today by using the promo code CURBSTOMP35. I know you haven't. You were only here um, for a little bit of time, and then you took a break. Um, but you're back now. Um, what has been your favorite moment um, being a part of Tennessee baseball? And this can this can go back to last year because uh, I know you weren't with us, but you were you were always at every mm-hmm. single game um, just because of Ben. Um, but like, you know, what was your favorite moment? Um, you know, being a part of being part of last year or the year before? This yeah, year? I mean, last year was obviously pretty cool, like watching, but. Um, you, I mean, just really, just the first time throwing, uh, throwing at San Diego in that Sunday game. They, I know Coach V was trying to get me like a clean inning, or whatever for my first inning. Cause we were kind of talking about it before, but um, it ended up coming in bases loaded with one out, and it, it's kind of like obviously I was really, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous, but it was, it was just kind of like getting back out there was, it was just kind of like a feeling you can't even really describe. So. I mean, it had been basically four years since I'd thrown in an actual game against a team. Like, I mean, I threw in inner squads, obviously, but 
four years from playing an actual game against another team. So that was, I mean, that was kind of something where you just, I never really thought it would happen again. So that was pretty cool. Have you, have you had any interaction with the fan uh, that may have stood out to you um, in the eight, nine games we've played? Uh, Honestly, I kind of, it's kind of hard because, uh, you know, like it'll be like when you're throwing a bullpen, they'll be yelling at you or something. But, I mean, it is it is pretty cool kind of because I know last year I was kind of, I would wait out behind the right field, obviously, like say hey to Ben, even though I live with him. It's, my mom would always make me do it. I thought it was kind of weird. But, um, um <laughs> So, I mean, it is kind of cool being on the other side of that. And I know, like I said, growing up, how much, like, we I thought it was the coolest thing ever to come to a Tennessee baseball game, even though there was no one there. So it is kind of cool, like, taking the time to, you know, sign balls for little kids and just what it, like, maybe take pictures with them and stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't have, like, a specific one, but it is pretty cool kind of being on the other side after, especially after last year, too. So when you think about, uh, your legacy. Um, what do you want your legacy to be when you come back to UT? Like, what do you want people to know you? Uh, as? I mean, I think I think Except for Ben's me, uh, a big thing is I really want to be like a. I mean, it kind of sounds dumb, but I want to be a good teammate. I want to be someone that like people on the team go to for basically anything. So, kind of a guy. I'm obviously kind of a. I mean, I guess not obviously, but I'm a pretty goofy guy, I guess. But um, I, I just want to be like a good teammate for people, and I mean, I have haven't had the most illustrious baseball career but I mean a big thing for me is I want to be like a guy where we I'm still friends with all of our teammates in 10 years 20 years however long it may be so and whatever I can do on the field obviously is a plus but just kind of the thing I've learned coming back was being with all the guys again was the thing I missed just as much as anything so so out of all the people um that you've played with um who would you pay to watch um, and and why? I think I know my answer, uh, and I've already said it. yeah. it's your brother. Um, but would you would you pay to watch him? Or well, hopefully, hopefully he'd give watch? me tickets for free. But <laughs> <laughs> no, um, honestly, I'm trying to think of who. I mean, one of the fun, most fun people to watch was Drew Gilbert, for sure. I mean, I, he's just a guy that you want to watch play, it, even though sometimes – People say he takes a little bit too far. It's it's people like to watch it. So I'd I'd probably say Drew Drew Gilbert or obviously I mean it's pretty fun to watch Ben pitch. I can't lie about that. But hopefully he'd give me tickets for free. All right, uh, a little serious here at the end. Who's your hero? Uh kind of back to what I was saying. Honestly, I'm gonna have to say my dad again because um he like I said he just does so much for us and. I know kind of girl, he was actually adopted. So, and he said his parents really didn't go to any of his games, anything like that. So I don't think him and my mom have missed a single game literally our entire career. It doesn't matter what, like they flew out to Arizona on Sunday to go watch Ben pitch, just went, flew to Arizona for one night, stayed at like, I think they stayed in like a motel and then flew back just to watch. Like, I don't think they've missed a single game our entire career. And that, that's something you kind of can take for granted sometimes, but looking back on it and even last year, kind of being there with them it, it's it's pretty cool and it's something that you can like I said take for granted but that's definitely helped me a lot and they've pushed me a lot whether that be in baseball or outside of baseball okay so if you could in some form or fashion solve one or two 
world problems, world situations, things going on in our world, what would it be? Uh, I mean, a big thing, honestly, in Knoxville, unfortunately, is homelessness is pretty bad. Uh, I mean, I guess it's, it's kind of hard to help everyone, but that's something I that, that I would want to help a lot of people with. And uh, I mean, a big thing, like I said, I love animals and you can kind of see how bad some people treat animals. So that would that would be something I would want to help with, too, is I guess figuring out something you can do with that, whether it be figuring out how to get animals into safe homes and stuff like that. But probably those two for sure. Um, so I know we mentioned it um, a few times, um, but you took the 2021 year off or 2022 year off after um, you had an injury um, and then took some time off. Tell us a little bit about that. And, um, and if you don't mind, just elaborating a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so it. like I, I talked about it earlier, but I tore my UCL my sophomore year. It was actually a complete tear. And then there was some nerve issues in my forearm. So I had to get a complete reconstruction of my elbow and they had to move some nerves around in my forearm. And that was January, my sophomore year. And so, like I said, at Walter State, we didn't even have a trainer and I couldn't do anything here like with Woody or Q just because I wasn't enrolled in school yet at Tennessee. And that was right actually when COVID started too. So I did my physical therapy at some place in Knoxville and it honestly just did not go well at all. They just, it wasn't really like a baseball place or anything like that. So, it, I mean, I, like it got better just like in general, but for baseball, it just definitely was not where it needed to be. And then COVID kind of came. So getting into Tennessee was just a weird time. It was like right when I started throwing and I just had like kind of no feel. My arm would just hurt really bad. Anytime I threw like literally over 45 feet. So it got to the point where it's, I mean, it, I, I, was diagnosed with clinical depression. They was having panic attacks every day, severe anxiety, stuff like that. But I just blamed it all on baseball, even though it's, I mean, it's just, obviously I just wasn't ready to throw again. So I blamed it on baseball. And then January, my junior year, just decided to step away. And like I said earlier too, Coach V and Coach A, Q, even more than anyone was super supportive. They just wanted me to feel better, but I'd kind of blamed it on baseball. So that first year was that COVID or the year after COVID, um where you guys went to Omaha and I didn't watch a single game that entire year didn't watch a single baseball game and um after that then last year uh when obviously Ben was playing all you guys were playing I started watching again I remember the first game I went to I was like it was like I had like goosebumps just like watching you guys like do all even just like pregame stuff and I was like just thinking about how bad I wanted to be out there so I started that's when I was like I might as well start try to start throwing again and, you know, dealing with that mental health stuff, obviously, like, it's still something, like, I struggle with, not nearly as bad, but I just kind of was able to open up about it. And, I, I mean, medication worked for me. It doesn't work for everyone, but kind of working through that and then working through kind of just coming back to terms with, honestly, coming back to terms with the fact that baseball is just a game. It's not like your whole life and stuff like that, too, really helped me a lot. But that's kind of a shortened version of how that started. And then I started throwing again and Coach Anderson actually came to Farragut to watch a kid throw there and saw me throwing, and we started talking, and just kind of went from there. So I'm, I'm going to tag on that. So how does it? How do you think that affects your desire to play at the next level? And I know, you know, you're watching your brother 
closely, but did that take away from any of your desire to possibly make a career out of it or you're just going day by day right now? I think if anything, honestly, it helped, it helped me, um, you know, kind of give me like not a newfound love for the game, but just like an excitement for every opportunity you get. And like, kind of like we talked about too, even here, how hard it is to get an opportunity to throw. But, you know, even like my first inner squad, like coming in and throwing, it was just like, I was just treating it like I'd literally never thought I'd play baseball again. So why not just go out there and just, you know, it doesn't really, I mean, it obviously matters how it goes. And like, I, I'll get as mad as anyone if I don't do well, but it honestly gave me a newfound like motivation and stuff for baseball. And I think now I'm more focused on it than I really have ever have been. So if that's something that works out, I would definitely love to pursue it for sure. Looking for a lawyer to always have your back? Try Guards the Law Firm, Knoxville-based attorneys with a passion for people. Marcos Garza at Guards the Law Firm has an office in Knoxville and soon will have an office in the Tri-Cities. Guards the Law Firm, always by your side. Tell them Kirby sent you. Let's take a minute, talk through this past weekend. Um, so I know we've hit on it a little bit, but um, people want to know, so why do you even schedule teams like that? And so we'd love to hear you guys answer, but my answer is, Number one, you've got to have weekends like that. Mm-hmm. And even somebody on Ball Nation um, said it that, like, even Saturday was so close that it almost kept some guys being able to get playing time because you can't lose those. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you really need to get guys playing time. And that probably doesn't affect the pitching as much as it does the hitting, but it kind of does because I'm sure, you know, from a coach's point of view, if it's a one-run ball game, I'm not throwing some guy out there, you know, I'm not throwing a freshman out there that maybe has never thrown, mm-hmm. you know, or has only thrown an inning or so. I'm going with my guys that I know, you know, what they're going to do. Um, but give me your thoughts, both of you, on, you know, like this weekend, and I don't know there's a whole lot to say, other than I will say I was impressed with at least two of their guys, um, mm-hmm. Pujols and uh, their right fielder yeah. who had a cannon for an arm, which the funny part of that is he is a freshman catcher that they put in right field. Wow. So so that kind of explains him having the cannon. But. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what – Kirby thinks but I think honestly I I really didn't think they were a team that looked like they were 0-3 coming into playing us I mean they obviously lost three games to us too but I mean they they had they were free swinging kind of honestly I had a lot of pretty good at bats even against Doe and Burns and Beam and I mean it's obviously their pitching kind of held them back a little bit but uh, they, they still had some good arms too and like you said that right fielder was honestly pretty impressive. He made a real, lot of really good plays. But I think it's it's it was kind of the middle too, like you said, where it's kind of hard to bring some guys in in games like that. But also it's like it's not – like I know Kirby's kind of a guy that will come in like really close situations. And we never had anything like that either. So it's – it is kind of like a weird mix. And it's – I mean, it's like like we said earlier too, it's just the beginning of the year and you're still 
kind of learning the team and stuff. But yeah, I don't really know what Kirby has to think about that. Um, I think you know, there's reasons um, we played teams like. I mean, I wouldn't say that that was a bad team. Um, they didn't like Zach said they didn't play like they were zero and three. Um, they had a lot of uh, they had a lot of passion and um, you know they they really did like to chirp a lot. Um, and we knew that coming in that you know that was a team that um, was going to talk a little trash. Um, but you know they they. They weren't a team that was zero and three. Um, they played. They played very good, very good defense. Um, I know it didn't really show it um, with some of the errors that they made, but you know, I think it's. I think they're also a very young team um, that uh, could make a run um, late in the year um, with the conference they play in. Um, but you know, the reason we scheduled uh, weekends like this is because you got to have these wins um, to be able to host a regional. Um, and that's why we that's why we play some of the midweeks we have. That's why we play some of the, you know, the preseason, uh, pre-conference uh, weekends is because you got to have all these you got to have all these games just to be able to host. Um, you can go. I don't even know. You can go. You can win fourteen games in the SEC, but you could still host. Um, you could be like the number six team in the SEC and still be able to host a regional. Um, but that's just. You gotta have these. You gotta have these wins, and you know, like you said, that um, Coach Elander and all the coaching staff is you just stack wins on wins, um, and this is where this is where it happens. So I think it'll. I think that's a good thing with us playing. Uh, we had another five week, five game week um, this week, so um, I think this is where you'll see guys get more playing time and stuff like that. Yeah, and like I mean, like Kirby said too, um, you know, it's it's kind of where you want to get wins, but sweeping any team is an accomplishment and that's something that I was kind of talking to Griffin about I mean beating any team three games in a row is an accomplishment it doesn't matter who it is and like we saw like Texas A&M lost two out of three to Portland almost got swept in a game kind of I mean a series kind of similar to what we had so it's it's I mean I, th- I think it's still honestly even at this point in the year sweeping anyone is still an accomplishment especially a you know a high level division one team even if they were 0-3 yeah because I I mean I was looking down through there today, and there's probably uh, see if I can get to it real fast. The top twenty-five, and like there's only a couple of undefeated teams. And the crazy part is, the undefeated trains are like number fifteen. Well, number sixteen because Texas A&M's fifteen. But I mean, there's Wake Forest is the only one in the top ten. It's undefeated, and they really, to be honest, have probably nobody. Um, and then you don't have another 10 until you get the 19. Yeah, and even so, Arkansas lost by like nine runs to Eastern Illinois. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's early in the year for everyone, too. So it's and like we have LSU got throttled yeah. by Iowa. So, yeah. Granted, granted, the dude for Iowa is a stud. It's ninety-eight to one hundred and one. Any place football. Hey, you got throttled by Iowa. Almost got run ruled. Yeah, because the run rule was in play. They had agreed that the run rule was in play, and that would have been not real good. No. So, but I mean, that's part of college baseball. Ham and goodies, the best cookies ever. 
and ham and goodies they believe that all things should be made with lots of love and butter. Home of the world famous lemon cookies, now offering local lunch and baked goods delivery. And they can also ship their cakes and cookies anywhere in the lower 48. Browse their menus, order online, or visit one of their three Knoxville locations. And their cookie trucks are always coming to a location near you throughout Tennessee. If you order online, please use the promo code KIRBY35. Kirby's favorite cookies. So, do you have any NIL deals, Zach? Uh, I mean, a big thing I did in the fall was uh, just like those tailgates and stuff like that. But I, I told a lot of people kind of getting back into it, I didn't really want to worry about that. I kind of wanted to worry about obviously getting back into baseball after taking almost two years off. So a lot of stuff I kind of just didn't really want to get into. But I mean, it's stuff like oh, I've been working with like this beard nutrition place, kind of more like smaller stuff like that. And uh, a supplement company called Momentous Supplements, they just kind of – reached out to me and I got like a code or whatever, but it's just little stuff like that. I don't really want to worry about that right now, but yeah, no, it, how to pay full, you know, how, how kind of that. And obviously like the stuff that Kirby's done is pretty cool. And like, there's guys, you know, like Ben did a lot of stuff last year. So I mean, it's pretty cool how to see how that has grown too. So how do people get a hold to you, keep up with you? What are your social media handles or that kind uh, of thing? I think the biggest one for me is uh, Instagram. It's just, I think it's underscore Z Joyce underscore or something like that. And uh, I mean, I, I have a lot of kids. Honestly, I've had a lot of kids or like younger athletes DM me about mental health. So if any, and I've always just love to, anyone I can answer, just kind of give them advice or what I've learned and stuff. So that's probably the easiest way to reach me would be on there. But yeah, I don't have, I don't have anything. I, I mean, I have Twitter. I think it's like Joyce underscore Zach too, but Instagram is probably the easiest way. Kirby, give us all that stuff again. You can email us at volleyfingers at yahoo.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at volleyfingers. Or you can follow me personally um, on Instagram at kirbyconnell35. I want to say thank you, Zach, um, for getting on here and opening up about your life um, and, you know, getting letting us get to know the other um Joyce Field Company um, partnership. Um, so uh, it was good to get you on here and, you know, let us get to know yeah, a little bit more about you. It was a good time. Thank you for uh, listening to Stash Talk. Hope you have enjoyed it. We'll see you guys next week.